Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and Culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. This episode is going to be a replay of my Instagram Live for those of you who could not make it. If you don't know, every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get on Instagram Live at the Christian Bay underscore and I give a word on Fridays and we have Bible study and Q&A on Wednesday night. I would love for you to join me. If you would like to sow into this word, you can sow at my cash app, which is dollar sign the Christian Bay or my PayPal, which is the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Let's get into the episode. 805. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for blessing us and waking us up with another day. We want to thank you for covering us with your presence, Father God. So many days we wake up and we pray to you and we speak to you and we don't actually sit down and just think about the fact that you even respond to us or allow us to be in your presence is a blessing within itself, Father God. So we just want to thank you for always being there for us when we need a listening ear, always comforting us in our low place and always just allowing us to feel your presence in our darkest moments, Father God. May we never treat your presence like it's normal, Father God. May we never forget how how privileged we are to even know you such a good father father god such a good provider such a good source we just want to take time to show you gratitude and to honor you for everything that you've done and everything that you're about to do we love you and will forever praise your name in jesus name we pray amen good morning y'all good morning good morning so today we're coming from the book of mark chapter 16 verses 1 through 7 so I'm just going to read it and then y'all know we're going to dive into it and break this all the way down, okay? So Mark 16 is titled, Jesus Has Risen. So this is after the crucifixion. Um, they've killed Jesus. You know, they done killed the gang. And that's where we're at in the story. So it says, when the Sabbath was, was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Solomon brought spices. I'm sorry, Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. So now they're on their way to the tomb where he was buried because they're trying to anoint his body with the spices. And it says very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Because you guys know that, yeah, they killed the game. You guys know that when they buried Jesus or they put Jesus in the tomb, they rolled a big stone over it to like close. The, that was the way they closed the door. So while they were walking there to anoint his body with the spices, they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Verse four. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in, in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus and the Nazarene, Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. 
Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Now, y'all, when God gave me the title, Ring the Alarm, I was in the shower last night. I was in the shower and he gave me the word, ring. he gave me the title, Ring the Alarm. So then when I got out the shower, I instantly opened up my Bible. That's why I posted the video so late because you guys know, or some of you guys know, I usually wake up like 6.30 and then that's when I go into prayer for what he wants me to share with you guys. But last night, he gave me the title while I was in the shower. So I'm just like, ring the alarm. That's, that's Beyonce. Like, what does that have to do with Faith Friday? So when I got out the shower, I just got in my Bible. And I was so shook because he led me here. But I'm just like, okay, Jesus has risen. What does this have to do with ringing the alarm? And then when I, when I saw it said, don't be alarmed, I was like, oh, you slick, slick. Like, this is what we're doing today. So when we go to first, if you guys are taking notes, the title is Ring the Alarm. And I wrote under that, that the promise has died. So that's what has happened now because you have to remember that God sent Jesus. So he was the Messiah. He was God's son. So he also had told them that, you know, this is going to happen to me, but I'm going to resurrect. Like I'm going to come back. He had let them know what the game plan was already before everything had happened. Right. So now at this point, he's dead. So all of his disciples and everybody that he was teaching and talking to before this happened, you have to think if God promised you something and now it looks like this thing isn't coming to pass, this pretty much helps you understand their mindset. So the promise has died. So when you read the first sentence, it says, when the Sabbath was over, they went so that they might go to anoint Jesus's body. So when I was reading, I began to study and what they would do is the spices, they would use the spices to anoint a dead body so that it wouldn't smell. Cause you know, when a body dies, it has like an odor. It's a smell to a dead deceased body. So they would use the spices to anoint the body. So that's what they were going to do to Jesus. And when I studied this and I read this, the first thing that God pointed out to me was tradition versus promise. When God gives you a promise, you cannot treat it like it's a tradition. So the first thing he wanted me to tell you guys was to stop treating your promise like it's ordinary. Stop viewing your life like it's ordinary. Stop handling your circumstances and the situations that you go through like it's ordinary because if I've given you a word, if I've told you something, you can't go about handling this thing like normal people would handle this situation. In normal situations, when it seems like the promise has died, it's okay to be stressed or it's okay to be depressed when you feel like you experienced a loss or it's okay to go through anxiety when you feel like this situation is ending. But God says that's the way that you handle a situation traditionally. That's how they normally do it. When a person is dead, they normally would, spite, would take the spices and wrap it around the body to stop the smelling but I already told you what was up I already told you that I was going to rise again so why are you handling this situation why are you viewing your life why are you getting stressed and worked out over this thing like I haven't already told you what was going to happen from the beginning you have to understand the difference between tradition and promise because when I gave you my word you cannot treat my word like it's normal so the first thing that he wanted me to tell you guys was to stop treating your promise as if it's ordinary. Stop handling it or stop viewing it as if it's ordinary. And he said, your promise hasn't come to pass because you're mishandling it. It's not 
that I don't want to give you the promise. It's not that the promise isn't waiting on you. It's that you're treating like it. You're treating it like it's ordinary. You're treating it like it's everybody else's, everybody else's job situation. You want to compare it to yours. Everybody else's relationship, you want to compare it to yours. Everybody else's loss, you want to compare it to yours. Where her boss called her into the office, so my boss must be calling me into the office to fire me too. This is not tradition. This is my promise. I didn't gave you a word. So in order to see the promise come to pass, I'm going to need you to stop handling it like it's tradition. I'm going to need you to stop handling it like it's ordinary because there's nothing ordinary about my word. So they were on their way to the tomb to anoint the body with the spices because that's what you usually do when a body dies, when somebody dies, even though Jesus had already told them that he would be back. He already told them that he would rise again. They still, it's like they forgot the word and they begin to operate in ordinary. They begin to handle it as if it was something that was common. So God says your promise hasn't come to pass because you're mishandling it. And when you look up the definition of a mishandle, is to manage or deal with something wrongly or ineffectively. That thing that God has promised you, that thing that God has told you, if you're handling it ineffectively, it's not going to produce the promise that he told you about. It's, you're not going to get the results that he told you you would get. And guess what? It's not his fault. It's your fault because you are going about this situation as if it's ordinary and it's not. This is not tradition. This is not common. This is not your friend. This is not what happened to your grandma. This is the word of God. So I need you to move according to my word and not according to what you see. So they were on their way to the tomb to anoint the body with the spices because that's what you normally do when someone dies. So God said that I need you to ring the alarm. So I looked up the definition of ring the alarm because I'm just like, I know what Beyonce meant by it, but what, what do you mean by it? What is the actual definition of ring the alarm? Ring the alarm is to cause concern due to being an indication that there is something wrong. So God, I literally wrote it down. Y'all finna read it word for you. God said, I've released my promise. I've released my promises, revealed myself to my children, and they're still acting ordinary, still being careless with what I have given them. Ring the alarm, wake them up because they're sleeping on my word. The word that I've given you, the promise that I told you, you don't want to sleep on it. You're starting to treat it like everything else. You're acting the way that everybody else is acting when they're in this circumstance. We're going through COVID-19, so you're freaking out because everybody else is freaking out, even though God has promised you that he's going to cover you. So God said, ring the alarm because I've released my promises and I've shown them my character, but they're still treating my word like it's ordinary. They're still treating my word like it's tradition. So I need you to ring the alarm because they're sleeping on me. So I need you to wake them up and I need you to read, ring the alarm because they're laying down to the attacks of the enemy. Whatever the enemy want to throw their way, they're just falling in line. That's what happens when you begin to treat your life as ordinary or you begin to mishandle the time that God has given you. Whatever the enemy throws your way, you just fall in line with that. Oh, death, let me just spice the body up. Oh, I lost my job. Let me start stressing. Oh, they not, they not hanging out with me anymore. Here comes my anxiety. You're falling in line with the ways of this world. You're doing what everybody else in this world does. And God says, this is not tradition. This is my word. This is not ordinary. This is my promise. So you need to treat it as such. So he said, ring the alarm because my word cannot return to me void. I need you to wake them up. So when you go to verse three and we continue to read, it says, as they were walking to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? 
Because what God said to me was that not only do we begin to treat things as ordinary, not only do we begin to treat things as tradition, we begin to prepare for the traditional way of doing things. So they were on their way to anoint the body and now they're starting to worry. Well, once we get there, who's gonna roll the tomb away? And now that I don't have a job anymore, who's gonna pay my bills? And now that we've broken up, how am I ever gonna get the promise of marriage that you promised me? When we experience the circumstances of life and we go through what life throws at us, we forget the word of God and we begin to act and talk and to prepare according to whatever life has thrown at us. We begin to act in a traditional way. So because physically they had seen that Jesus was dead, they forgot that he said he was going to rise again. Now they're on their way to anoint the body with spices. And now they're talking about who going to roll the stone away and how we going to figure this out and how we going to work this out and how I'm going to pay the bills and how I'm going to still do this, how I'm going to have a marriage, how I'm, all of these other things that comes to our minds when we begin to operate in tradition opposed to the word of God because if Jesus told you that he was going to rise again why are you even thinking about rolling the tomb away but that's what happens so you have to train yourself to realize that when these thoughts of worry begin to take over your mind when you have panic attacks and anxiety attacks and you're experiencing depression really ask yourself what is causing this what did God tell me? Is God's word triggering this or is my traditional way of living triggering this? Where is this coming from? Why am I experiencing this right now? Really question those emotions, question those thoughts because 10 times out of 10, you step out of the word, you step out of the promise of God and now you're operating in a traditional way. You're thinking about what normally happens in this circumstances, what usually happens to other people. Now that's what got you stressing. It's not God's word, it's what normally happens in a traditional situation. So it says that they were on their way to prepare. They were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Verse four says, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Very large. So this is equivalent to when we're experiencing different things in life. If we was to use debt as an example, you don't lost your job. You got bills coming up. You got things that you have to pay. And now you're asking yourself, okay, God, you don't forgot that God said he's going to cover you. But you're asking yourself, how am I going to pay for my car note? How am I going to pay for my rent? How am I going to pay for my kids? How am I going to have food? You have all of these different questions that's going through your mind now. And these questions are what's triggering the panic attack. These questions are what's triggering the anxiety. These questions are what's causing your mental health to decrease. You're worrying about all of these things. And it says that when they finally look looked up because you were you were so caught up in what's traditionally happened. You were so caught up in the circumstances that you don't even realize that by the time you looked up, that thing was already rolled away. It says it was very large. It let us know that the size of this thing, it wasn't a small situation. It wasn't a small stone. This is not a small thing that you have to deal with. This is not a small thing that's weighing at you. It's a very large thing, but it says by the time they looked up, it was already rolled away. So that means that heartache, by the time you look up, it's already rolled away. That debt, by the time you look up, it's already rolled away. The issue at your job, by the time it look, you look up, it's already rolled away. But if you were focused on God's word, you would have noticed that it was rolled away but you got stuck in what traditionally happens you got stuck in what ordinarily happens that you don't even realize that God has already made a way before you even got there to have to figure it out they were on their way there trying to figure out the stone that God had already removed because God had went before them so God said I need you to ring the alarm and remind them that I'm a God that goes before you I don't 
need you to try to figure out how it's going to happen. If I gave you my word, then that's what it is. I don't need you to try to think and try to, because that's how you stress. That's how you get into depression. That's how you get into anxiety. You're trying to figure out something that I already have handled. I told you your steps are ordered. So it says by the time they looked up, the very, big, the very large stone had already been rolled away. When you continue to read, it says, verse 5, as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. So I looked up the word alarm, and alarm is where, where is it? Sorry, y'all know, know I get ahead of my notes. While they were talking about a way to handle what happened, by the time they looked up, they started to have they were alarmed because you know how sometimes when God gives us a word, we're surprised that he actually brings that word to pass. It's like, I can't, I can't believe that you said that you were going to do what you were going to do. So that was happening in this situation because he already told them that exactly that was an angel. He had already told them that he was going, he, he said, I'm coming back. So the fact that you got to this tomb now and the tomb is empty, it's an angel there, but the tomb is empty and the stone is rolled away. They were alarmed because we get so caught up in our tradition and our ordinary ways of thinking that we, one, forget the promise. And two, when the promise finally comes to pass, it catches us off guard. And you know what that does? All that does is reveals your faith. All that does is show that were you ever really believe in the word that I had given you? Were you ever really believe in what I had said? Because I told you this would happen. I had already let you know what was up. But before the start, that's the good thing about God. Before the circumstances happen, he already lets you know in your spirit you're going to be good. He already lets you know in your spirit, I'm a way maker. He already lets you know in your spirit, I'm going to cover you. He already lets you know in your spirit, I'm going to provide for you. But because of that, exactly, he's a man of his word. But because of circumstances, because of tradition, because of the ordinary way of going about things, we still get worked up. We still try to figure out how we're going to handle it. And then when God do what God does, we're alarmed. So it says that they were alarmed. But verse 6 says, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? See, I want you to see this for yourself. I want you to witness the fact that I told you I was going to rise again, and now this place is empty. Look, he said, see, the place. look at the place where they laid him. And it says, see, look at where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So today God gave me the title, Ring the Alarm. Because he said, just as he told you, he's going ahead of you. And today, just as God told you, he's going ahead of you. So I don't want you to get caught up in what traditionally happens. I don't want you to get caught up in what ordinarily happens. I don't want you to get caught up in what happens in this situation with everybody else and what your homeboy said happened to him and what's, what happened to your mom or what happened to your grandma while her and granddaddy not together anymore. I don't want you to get caught up in tradition and what's ordinary. God said, I need you to ring the alarm because they're going to sleep on my word. They laying down based on what the enemy is doing to them and I already gave them a word so I need you to wake them up. I need you to ring the alarm and remind them of what I said because just like in this story the angel said he has already gone ahead of you because if you would have stuck with the word if you would have stuck with what I had told you you wouldn't even be here looking for me because I told you that I was coming back. You're wasting time focusing on a tradition. You're wasting time focusing on the ordinary. I've given you a one up. I told you in advance what was going to happen so I need you to operate based on my word and not on what you see. I need you to operate based on what I told you and not on what you feel based on the circumstances that's happening around you. So the part that stood out to me the most was when the angel ended it. He said, there you will see him. 
just as he told you. Just as I told you it would happen. Just as I told you I would make a way. Just as I promised you from the beginning, that's where I am. Just because you want to begin to operate in a tradition mindset and you want to start trying to figure out life on your own, God is not going to wait for you just because you want to get in this pity party. Just because you want to allow these thoughts to take over you, I told you what was up. So I'm going to continue to go on the plan like I already told you. And when you're ready to catch up with this word, then that's what I'll be. It says, there you will see him just as he told you. So God wanted me to ring the alarm. Ring the alarm because y'all been sleeping on his word. Ring the alarm because you're mishandling your life. You're mishandling your promise. You can't expect God to do miracles in your life. You can't expect God to use you in an abundant way if you want to act common. You want to act ordinary. You want to act like everybody else. You want to live life and move based on how everybody else is moving. But you want God to do something that's so miraculous. If you want me to do extraordinary things, you're going to have to let go of that ordinary mindset. They were walking to put all of that, the spices over his body. Sweetie, I told you I was coming back. Why are you trying to treat me like a regular funeral? Why are you trying to treat this like a regular job? Why are you trying to treat your purpose like it's somebody else's purpose? Just because it didn't work out for them, you think it's not going to work out for you? That's your mindset. You're mishandling what I've given you. You're mishandling your promise. You're mishandling your purpose. So God said, when it don't come to pass, don't think it's because of me. Because I'm where my word is. I'm where I told you I would be. I told you I would give you prosperity so that's where you can meet me at. I told you I would cover you. I told you you would have health. So until your mindset catch up with the word that I've given you, you're wasting time. So God said, I need you to ring the alarm for them. I need you to wake them up because they're sleeping on what I told them. I need you to wake them up because they're worrying about everything else and what everybody else is showing them. But I need you to wake them up. I need you to ring the alarm. So I pray that this word inspired you guys. Most of all, I pray that it woke you up. He said, ring the alarm. That man said, don't be alarmed. Don't, don't be shocked now that you came here and you see that my word is exactly what I said it would be. Why are you alarmed? Why are you shocked that I said what I did? <laughs> the exact thing that I told you I would do, that's what I did, but your mindset had you behind. Your mindset had you acting common. Your mindset had you preparing for failure. Your mindset had you mishandling your purpose because you forgot my word. That's what you did. But I'm here to ring the alarm. I'm here to wake you up. You know, when you set an alarm, it wakes you up for something. I'm trying to wake you up to my word. I'm trying to wake you up to my purpose. I'm trying to wake you up to the will that I have set for you because if you continue to act in an ordinary way, if you continue to act in a traditional way, you're going to miss out on what I have for you because you can't get to extraordinary traveling on an ordinary lane. You're going to have to cross over and you're going to have to begin to operate and see things outside of what's currently in front of you. Do not let your current circumstances stop you from getting to the promise of God. I know that this is what's in front of me, but God already told me what's ahead of me. You got to know the difference. So I'm ringing, ringing the alarm today. And I pray that y'all wake up. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for this fresh revelation. We want to thank you for this fresh word. Father God, I pray that this word wakes every, each and every person on this live up, Father God. I pray that it reminds them that they were not created to live an ordinary life. They were not created to be common, Father God. They were called and they were chosen by you, Father God. So I pray that you give them a new level of boldness, Father God, a double 
portion of boldness, to think and operate outside of the box, to not be confined by their current circumstances, to not worry about what happened to him or what happened to her, but understands that when you're chosen, there are certain privileges that you have. When you're chosen, there are certain things that simply does not apply to you. And I know that these are the rules that they have to follow, but I'm chosen. And I know that this is how y'all normally go about it, but I'm chosen, Father God. I pray that a chosen seed is planted in each and every person on this lot and that they remember that they're far from common, Father God. They're far from ordinary. And I pray most of all that this wakes them up to your presence. It wakes them up to your power and it wakes them up to your faithfulness, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Faith Friday. I pray that you guys are encouraged. If you're sowing a seed, we're sowing the chosen seed. That's what we're going to do. We're going to sow the chosen seed today. And I just pray that y'all wake up. Like, he said, ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. It's amazing how God uses people. Amen. You ring that thing. <laughs> you ring that thing. <laughs> Thank y'all for um, tuning in. Thank y'all for just listening. Like, I told y'all he gave me this word when I was in the shower. Ring the alarm. And I really feel like he's trying to wake us up in the season. I really feel like he wants us to remember what he said because it is a shift that's happening in the season. It is new things that's coming forth in this season. And if you operate in the new like it's old, you're just going to get old results. Like when you step into new, new parts of you must be activated. New parts of you must be pulled out. So God said, I need you to ring the alarm because they're sleeping on the word that I have given them. And your sleeping going to make you miss out on your promise. Your sleeping going to have you in the same place that you've been sleeping. You're going to stay there because you're not operating based to the level where God is calling you to now. So I pray to just encourage you guys. I'm going to save it to my IGTV. Um, I love you guys, and I will see you guys on Wednesday night for Bible study at 8.30 p.m. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to another episode from the Christian Bay Podcast. I pray that this episode bless you. If you would like to sow, the information is in my description box. My PayPal is thechristianbay at gmail.com and my cash app is dollar sign thechristianbay. I pray that this word blessed you and I pray that you have a blessed day. Love you, bays.